Greetings, listener. Um, <laughs> my name's Kyle, and you're listening to the UCSC Slugcast, brought to you by the Division of Student Affairs and Success. What follows this obviously unscripted introduction is an interview I did with the new Vice Chancellor for the Student Affairs and Success. Her name is Dr. Akira J. Bradley Armstrong. We met early one Thursday morning at Clark Care Hall, the big administrative building here on campus. It was my first time interviewing someone in Care Hall, and it was also Akira's fourth day in the job. So very exciting on multiple counts. We're going to split the interview into a couple parts in order to make everything more palatable from a listening perspective. This first part, we'll be talking about Akira's past and her positions prior to her coming to UC Santa Cruz, positions at UC Berkeley, at CU Boulder. We'll also talk a little bit about the experiences that have shaped her as an administrator and also how the first four days in this brand new job have been going. Enjoy. This is the UCSC Slugcast. My name is Kyle Keller. Thank you very much for listening. And I'm sitting right next to Dr. Bradley Armstrong, the Vice Chancellor for the Division of Student Affairs and Success. Doctor, would you mind introducing yourself? Thank you. And you can call me Akira through this. Yes. Quick side note here. Uh, this was awesome on the part of Akira to, to, to say, oh, you know, first names only. This is super cool. Uh, but I kept saying Dr. Bradley Armstrong throughout the rest of the interview, which I only realized now that I'm going back through it. So apologies to Akira. Um, I guess I, the interviewer brain is also kind of the dumb brain. So uh, there you go. So my name is Akira Bradley Armstrong, and I am the Vice Chancellor of Student Affairs and Success. So excited to be here at UC Santa Cruz. This is my fourth day. So (laughs) I know we've been moving and grooving, but I'm really excited to join this campus and help to support all of the initiatives going on for our student success. Fantastic. Well, we very much appreciate having you. Thank you very much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to sit down with me today. Um, So actually, you segued perfectly into this first question. It's only been four days since you started this position and starting a new job, based on my experience at least, is stressful, intense rewarding, intense, a little crazy. <laughs> um, so your first few days as the, vice cha- as the vice chancellor of student affairs and success, you know, what, what has that been like? How, what is the process of starting this new, very important job been like? Yes. Okay. So you said all of the words, right? That yes. I'm thinking. So it's intense. It's wild. It's, it's fulfilling too, right? Because I interviewed a while ago at this point, and I might've been November and accepted in January. So I've been waiting anxiously to get here. And now here we are in May and I'm finally here. So that feels good. But, um, I also come with a family. So my wife and my baby who is 15 months, We all moved here and um, just getting settled, especially Mm -hmm. having a little one is uh, a lot of work. (laughs) And then coming and just trying to meet everybody, remember names, figure out where the bathrooms are, where I park. Those are all the beginning type of stuff that's happening. And I kind of related to a first year student's experience as they're coming in. You don't know what you don't know. You're trying to figure out your class schedule. You're trying to make friends. I'm trying to make friends too because I don't know a lot of folks here and introduce myself to colleagues and so it's an exciting experience but it also has a lot of anxiousness to it um, because you don't know what's going to happen the next day (laughs) or the (laughs) next week and you're just kind of on a little roller coaster ride and you just release and say okay here we go. (laughs) 
<laughs> sounds about right. I recognize a lot in that from the yeah. first year student experience. That sounds about right. Um, so if we could talk a little bit about your specific job, your specific yes. role with the administration. So many of these titles within the administration are like vice chancellor of, you know, this, executive director of this. It's like, well, what is this person, you know, what is right. this person doing from day to day? So could you speak a little bit to that? You know, what's the, what's the essential function of this role? And then who do you interact with? Absolutely. So um, health and wellness is one of the pivotal parts of this role and overseeing that area. And I think right now, I want to say that's probably one of the most important areas for students, Um, especially right now at this point in the quarter as we're leaning towards finishing out the quarter, graduation, all of those things, of people kind of being centered and feeling good about the space that they're in and practicing mindfulness and all of that. And so that's a big area um, where I work um, really closely with the interim uh, AVC, Gary Dunn. Um, And then the Dean of Students Office, I work with very closely. Um, Our Dean of Students and Associate Vice Chancellor, Garrett Naiman, um, who some folks may know because he's been around for a few years. I get the opportunity of working with that office and all of the support and resources that they provide students. Um, And additionally, I'm also, there is a new Associate Vice Chancellor, Ebony, who just started. who is over our EOP and some of our resource centers. And so that is also a really pivotal and crucial part of the work that I do is how are we supporting our BIPOC students? How are we supporting students with different identities and intersectional identities? And overall, what I would say is my job is to help students feel like they belong on this campus, um, help to create a welcoming experience for students on this campus, and to help connect the dots around their in-classroom experience to their out-of-classroom experience and put that together for them. And if there are times where, you know, students are coming in here on their own, maybe for the first time, and students are soul-searching, trying new things, maybe taking risk, we're there if they fall down in any way, right? To kind of like help pick them up and dust off and where do you want to start again? We're there for the late-night conversations, um, around things that may be on their mind or bothering them or things they're really excited about. And so overall, my job is here to support the students. Fantastic, I appreciate that so much. I, I, I wanna ask a little bit later how that kind of, how students can access that support yeah. if they end up needing it. Maybe that's a good kind of end of interview question. So we'll get back Perfect. to that. Okay. Um, I, for now, I would love to go, we've been talking about the present a lot. I'd love to dip a bit more into the past. Okay. Um, so throughout your career, uh, based, on, based on the research that I've done, you've held uh, administrative positions at the Institute for Shipboard Education, UC Berkeley, and CU Boulder. Um, I'd love to know if you could run through these places a little bit uh, and, and talk about what you've learned from each of those experiences, which Institute for Shipboard Education sounds like a very unique situation to be in. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, okay, so you did your homework. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so the Institute for Shipboard Education is semester at sea, essentially, right? And it is a um, kind of study abroad program for an entire semester or 100 days, as they say, where you are literally kind of on a cruise ship, but don't think cruise ship, but think cruise ship match (laughs) with college, sailing around the world, study abroad. So um, that experience probably has some of the more unique things that I have learned, um, right? Because it brings students from 
all different universities across the U.S. And so they're not just from one college, which that brings so many different perspectives and exciting things that come up for the students. And they're going into countries that they have never been in before. And I think one of the things that I have learned from Semester at Sea is going into a space that is completely new, um, a country that may or may not be as inviting to you, right? And the experiences that you're going to have because of what you're bringing of all of your, um, all of the things that you have lived through, your whole lived experience, right? And then how you are kind of settling with that experience in a completely different space, new language, new environment, etc. But what you take to that country versus what you take away, right? Because people go and they go to visit and they go on vacations and you're usually getting a little piece of culture and excitement, et cetera. But we also want to make sure that we're giving back. And so when I was on semester at sea, one of the things we did with every country we visited, we would visit places that we could give back to. So we visited women's shelters. Um, we visited places where we could take donations to some of the children. And so we would learn about what was going on and what was really needed in that space. And then there were times where the students, their projects were actually to help with um, water or sustainability and things. So our entire existence there was for students to learn, but for them to also learn how they can give to someone else out of generosity. So that was super important. Yeah, it sounds like I've heard the phrase like being a traveler instead of a tourist before. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, like really embedding yourself in the place. I love that. Yes, yes. And then UC Berkeley. Um, so I spent many years at UC Berkeley that's right up the street, right? And so Berkeley is an amazing place and it taught me a lot. I would say Berkeley is probably the campus that I grew up on because I had so many different roles. Um, that was the place that I decided that I wanted to move up in administration, actually. Um, and so my last job there, I was in the dean of students office. And I had said in that moment after working with so many brilliant young minds, um, you know what? I think that I want to stay in this for the rest of my career. And I feel like my next job needs to be in dean of students. And then maybe one day I'll be a vice chancellor of student affairs. But it was because of the interactions that I had with so many wonderful students. Um, early in my career, I was an academic programs coordinator, and I helped to run an academic center that did tutoring and all kinds of stuff, and we were open till like one o'clock in the morning. So I was there with the students at midnight trying to finish their papers and finish their homework, and I saw like the stress, but then I also saw the excitement when they were able to complete that. And I thought, you know, I want to continue being part of that journey. And so UC Berkeley, that was the early part, um, but they really did help me grow up as a professional. So I, I honor that always. And then Boulder, my my latest position, um, oh my goodness, so much because it was the first time that I was in a senior level role, really. And so I was in a senior level role for a couple of different positions, a dean of students, associate vice chancellor of auxiliaries, and then vice chancellor. And it's a completely different place, right, from California, from everything that I had learned. And so being in Colorado was, oh, oh it was it was fantastic. Um, but what what I will say is all of the students are so different from campus to campus, but the thing that is the same 
often is the passion that folks are coming into with higher education, right? And so for me, some of the things that I've learned there is around how we navigate through what students are asking for versus what we provide. Because it's often that we're providing services or we think we have a great idea, um, but there's times where we're out of touch and where you have to listen much more closely to understand what the needs are and if we're meeting those needs. And so I think that that's a really important lesson. And I think that lesson will serve me well here too. All right, that's a wrap on part one of my interview with Dr. Akira J. Bradley Armstrong. Stay tuned for part two. Should be hitting the UCSC Slugcast, Spotify, slash Apple Podcasts, slash wherever you get your podcasts feed uh, pretty soon. So yeah, stay tuned. Uh, next episode, we'll be talking a little bit more about specifically what brought her to UC Santa Cruz, how it was being a student administrator during the coronavirus pandemic, some other good stuff. So definitely make sure you check it out. Follow us on Instagram at UCSC Slugcast. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Adios. Good. Uh, <clears throat> goodbye. Uh, no. Good. I don't remember what the voice I. I don't remember what voice I did at the beginning of this. What? Whatever. Yeah, goodbye. I'll. I'll see you. See you later. <laughs>